I was talking to our program director, Eric Spitz, and I said, I want to do some shows with a co-host. I don't want to do these shows by myself. We both came to an agreement that one of the best talk show hosts in the business, who also happens to be my friend, you can hear him here on CBS Sports Radio Weekends, Andrew Filipponi would be that guy. So he came to New York from yeah. Pittsburgh, and he is here to do the show for Brian. Good morning, Andrew. You know How what's you funny, doing? Greg, is like you've, in the half hour that we've kind of just been putting the show together, like everybody that's walked by who you've introduced me to, you've made a joke about like me replacing Brian. <laughs> like not not on a permanent basis, but like, yeah, he's in for Brian today. And like the other person has like chuckled and laughed. And I've tried to like interpret what that laugh Really well, means like he's got to fill in for Brian today. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what that is either. I, I just uh, Brian just has this aura about him that anytime anybody brings up his name or references him, someone has a chuckle, either a nervous chuckle if you're Mike, or yeah. a chuckle that means something other than I'm going to get oh, you're hit in for Brian. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, that has happened I got that a lot. Today. Yeah, that has happened a couple times. I didn't even really notice that until. Until you said, do you like me introducing you to people? Because no, I do. I, I, it, it's it is big shoes to fill because I know from listening to this show he brings a certain dynamic. Well, yeah, but it's sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that that, that too. But I don't think I, anybody expects you to be him. Yeah, these you're three right. shows. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I got to just be myself. Like if you came on here, you're like, what oh, up, Greg? Oh, hey, what, what's going on, man? I got to move the mic around a ton. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's what hit he the does. desk, Greg. That's what he does. He does a lot of this. Drives us crazy. We, and for some reason, yeah. we don't tell. We did tell him to stop doing it once, and then we gave up. Right, Mike? With the banging exactly. of the. Like, yeah, it'll be in the middle of whatever yeah. crazy college. I'm already looking thing. at the show rundown. It says 7:40. Just stare at Twitter and not pay attention to Greg. Is <laughs> actually on here. Just, Shut the hell up, and Brian. <laughs> Brian moves that around the entire show. <laughs> Yesterday was great. And so the end of the first segment, I'm saying something to him that I'm expecting a reaction. I, I, I said something like you just gave a big. Prof- you made or like whatever a- it was, I addressed him directly like he needed to respond to like me. Like, it's your turn to talk. Yeah, it was yeah. clear. And, he and did- you did that on purpose because you felt like maybe if you didn't, he wouldn't have been paying attention. You kind of needed to say, hey, Br- Brian. Right, like it was one yeah. of those things because I could tell I was losing him a little bit. And then he doesn't respond at all. And I look down, he's got his passport out. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what are you doing? So we go to break. He's like, yeah, man, a rich friend of mine. Well, he he wealthy. Uh, he he invited me to Thailand, so I'm like, hell, hell yeah, I'll go. I got more time on my hands now. I'll go. So I'm like, guys, booking a trip to Thailand mm. in the opening segment. You yesterday. need your passport for that? I guess so. Yeah, I guess for whatever reason, he needed the passport. Okay. <laughs> to see what version of his name oh my was God. on the passport. Brian Jones, Brian Keith Jones. They did make. They did break the mold when they made that guy. Yeah, I know. And he doesn't know who his parents are. So he has no idea where it came from. <laughs> it's crazy. You know? It really is an amazing story. But uh, we will miss him for a few days, and we'll be back the 29th, and that will be our last Gino and Joan show. No way. No. No, he's got, you know, with Brian, we were talking about this yesterday after the show. I think he doesn't do well with goodbyes. Okay. For whatever reason. Now, I don't want to speculate. On well, what why that not? Is. I say speculate away. What makes you think he doesn't like to get emotional about that kind of stuff? Well, I, I guess he wouldn't mind us talking about this because I say everything I say about Brian, I'll say to his face. He understands that. But I think that it's it's one of two things. Okay. It's either that because 
of his childhood and there was a lot of abandonment there mm-hmm. that these things he doesn't deal with well. Okay. And when he's leaving or people are, are coming in and out of his life, life, like it's either that or it could be that he really truly does not care. Mm. Like has is is a, I'm gonna go with the latter. Is a sociopath in a sense of like not where he's gonna kill people, but like doesn't care whatsoever. And I don't think that it's that because I do think that he cares. Like I think that he he truly does. Like the other day, he was texting Mike after the show. He's been doing a Geo and Jones trivia question, like trying to see how what we remember about the last three years every day. And he how's actually, he done with that? By the way, he, he did okay, okay, which is shocking, but. He actually texted you after the show. Goes, what was that trivia question again? Like he wanted to know. Yeah, he couldn't remember and wanted to know what the answer was and the question. Yeah, and he's been, you know, he's been nicer to you, not so much to Pete, but he's been nicer to you. Yes, and so I mean, I think that he does care. I just think that he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it because it does hurt him in a way to like leave another group of people in his life. Mm. Interesting, huh? You agree with that? You don't think that's it? You think he doesn't care? I think it's he doesn't care, yeah. But you don't know him as well as No, you're do. right. I, who am I? I'm just... <laughs> you're just Brian Jones. My, my, my first impressions of Brian usually are first impressions because every time I meet him, he acts like I've never met him before. <laughs> yeah, right, of course. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Who are you again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How you been? I know. Uh, Brian, I was here yesterday, actually. We... Had the same conversation. Well, how about Bart it- Scott did that to me the day that the new lineup was announced at WFAN? Bart he acted Scott, like he never. No, he didn't act. He did in his mind, in his life. He didn't know. Didn't a thing. he do like a weekly thing yes! on this show? We did a weekly thing. Didn't he talk to you at the for at the two Super Bowl? years? He's been in the studio multiple times. We had him at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember that. And his exact words that Bart, man, hey, good to see you. Congratulations. He goes, it's nice to finally meet you. To finally meet you. Mm. Like he had heard a bunch about me, but had never met me. Wow. Bizarre. I didn't take any offense to it, though. I wonder when I'm going to get to that point. When you're meeting people several times and not remembering it? Yeah. Is that a good thing, though? I mean, is that a point you want to get to? I don't know. Maybe it's CTE. It could be. I mean, Brian says that all the time, that he's got, you know, a, a touch of it at least. You know? Boomer said it, too. He was a big story. Yeah. He, he said it on his show. So, it is a thing. All right. We're going to open up with some... Derek Jeter and Miami Marlins stuff. This to me is, is is fascinating for a couple of reasons. I always said that if you are a legendary player, you better make the right decisions if you care about your legacy in your post-playing career. Mm-hmm. Now, we saw John Elway do it in the same place that he made his legacy on the playing field, and then he went and won a Super Bowl. Things since then haven't been great. He's sort of feeling the other end of that. You know, Michael Jordan has not had any success doing this outside of his playing career, and it's sort of become a joke. But since it's Jordan, nobody really brings that up a lot. But Jeter's going through it right now. And Jeter has this meeting. Now, he is not the sole owner of the Miami Marlins right now. He has become the face. They wanted him to become the face. Baseball wanted him to become the face. So with trading Stanton, trading Ozuna, the things that you're hearing out of Miami, how they're paring down the payroll, they paid too much for the uh, the franchise, and now they're dealing with that. He decides to have a meeting with the season ticket holders, and it goes to hell. Do you like that idea, by the way? Meeting with the season ticket yeah. holders? I think that generally it works. For example, Evan Roberts next door at WFA, and he's a Mets season ticket holder. He loves going to those things. <laughs> oh, now, he's a, definitely dweeb. He's, a, he, he's a dweeb, but he loves going to those things. He I'm a loser. To, he, <laughs> He likes going there to listen, or he gets up and he, like, 
holds their feet to the fire. No, he's he doesn't of, do that. I mean, okay. he listens and he asks a couple questions, and they also do like events there. Like he took batting practice in oh. City Field, so like he's into it as a fan. So I, I think that. The, yeah, but I don't think this was one of those things. I no, don't think this that, was not. This this was not. But it, it was an opportunity for people who invest in that organization to say the things that they wanted to say. But none of which were nice. No, no, not not at all. And then Marlins man gets up there. We could talk about him later. But this idiot makes a spectacle of himself. And then it's all about him in the, in the headlines. But what I don't understand about people who go to these things and are angry, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the way I look at it is if you go to a restaurant, right? Your entire life, you love the restaurant. It's a part of your life. Mm-hmm. You have birthdays there. You got anniversaries there. It means something to you. And then there's new ownership, and it changes. And you go there once, and you're like, okay, this is this is different now. I mean, do you go crazy about those changes and yell and scream at the owner? No, you just stop going. What I don't understand, especially, and this is not the Red Sox. This is not the Cubs. The Marlins aren't woven into the fabric of that city. Just stop going. Like, don't don't go to these games. You could you could live without the Marlins. So I'm just surprised that there's so many people that are uh, yeah, this upset. But you know what, They've though? gone through it two times no, before. I, 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 I know. But to me, this reminds me of, like, so maybe, like, a if you go by, like, current-day politics, like a Democrat was in office for, like, 12 years, and a Republican took over, and you're like, all right, things are finally going to be different. Only you come to find out it's the same. Okay. Like, you were kind of, like— Finally, like this Scrooge of an owner that we had, and Lori is out. We have this guy that's synonymous with success who takes over, and it's like not only is it more of the same, but it's even worse. You know, like they were, I think if you're a Marlins fan, you were prepared for this to be like the start of something great, and it's like your worst nightmare. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, like your your analogy, the reason why I think it's a, it's it's a little bit different is you're making it sound like at, at some point this anniversary restaurant like served gourmet food. Like at one point it was a five star dining experience. Yeah, these ta- like they're invested in it because they're paying for it. The people that live there are on the hook for like what I think it's three hundred and seventy-five million dollars is what they paid for that the county paid for that ballpark. And that stuff sounds crazy, right? But I wonder how much it breaks down per person. Plus, a lot of that stuff comes from tourism. Like we talked about this, oh, with like the Brian. hotel tax, yeah, and, and, all, and all that stuff. So, I mean, I really, I yes, it's taxpayer money. Taxpayer money is taxpayer money. But I really want to know how much you know, it sets people back. But. What did you re- did they really expect that Derek Jeter and this group was going to come in and pay a billion dollars for the Marlins and they were going to turn into the New York Yankees? Did you think that would no. happen? No, but I, th- does it have to be the Yankees or any successful franchise? I mean, what did they expect when you pay? Like it's simple math. You're paying a billion dollars for something that's not worth well, anywhere think, near Mar- that. I think this is what they expected. I think. It was reasonable or fair to think, if you were a Marlins fan, that you know the guy takes over. The guy who takes over, especially what Jeter symbolizes and represents, that for him the first priority is not money; it's winning. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, if he really believed that what was in the best long-term interest of that team to win was to get rid of Stanton, fine. But that's not what they've done. They've gutted the team. They haven't made good trades. They've been salary dumps. 
So that that is reminiscent of what's happened in Miami twice. Both times, though, at least they came after. But they have torn it down multiple times, but at least a couple times it came after championships, which in your head you could probably rationalize a little bit more. Yeah. You know, they trade Stanton. They don't get great players back. They save money. They trade Ozuna. They don't get great players back. They save money. They trade Gordon. They don't get great players back. They get money. So I I think it was okay to think as a Marlins fan, this guy comes in, and maybe we're not going to overnight go from 77 wins to 100 wins, but at least in the forefront of his mind, he's going to have winning. That's all he cares about. We get rid of Stanton, that frees up money. We can go sign a pitcher that we need, or we can get player X or player Y. But that's not what they're doing. right? They're just... They paid over a billion dollars for the team, and they they want to get in. They want to get out of the red, so they're operating it like a business, well, uh, which you wouldn't expect Jeter to do. Is my, is my point, Greg? You would not expect Jeter, but he's to not be the like the cold hearted businessman. But they're just putting him out there. He's basically a cardboard. Well, cutout. then that's a mistake. Then 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 he should not have. He should have been to me. If that's what you want to do here, don't be the front man of this thing. I, I think he. To, he looks. I think he's coming off terribly. In oh, all he is. Of it. Oh, he is. There, there's no. There's no doubt about it. But are we that naive to think that sports franchises these days aren't run like businesses all of the time? I mean, there's certain markets out there in certain sports. Well, let's just use baseball for an example, where there's just so much pressure on you to win, and there's others where there's just not. And I, I guess I'm at the point in my life where when a team makes a decision to help themselves make more money, I'm not angry, I'm not surprised. Well, you're not a fan of that team, though. But, okay, I'm a fan of the Mets. The Mets have made so many of these decisions in recent memory to save money because of mistakes that they've made. Well, the Madoff thing, they got fleeced by them. Right, so... I'm not getting angry about that anymore. Like they're what they're trying to do is recoup their money. I mean, these are adult businessmen that are invested in that team for one reason well, right, but you more could, than others. Well, right, but you could be disappointed that their bad business decisions sure. have negatively affected the on-field product. As a fan, you're either investing money, time, both into that. If you're, a, I, I thought the, the the best thing that came out of this whole. Uh, town hall meeting was that one person asked Jeter, tell me why I should buy season tickets. Give me a reason. Why should I spend thousands of dollars on this team this year? His answer, Jeter said, because you want to get on the ground floor of something great. You want to be here from day one. BS. (laughs) Yeah, that's a terrible answer. That's an awful answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they did this at this point. Generally, these things I think can work. With fans, but to do it when the heat is the hottest right now with the Marlins in that city, and he's not equipped for this. And, and I think that he's, he's in over his head right now, Greg. He's, he's, there's no Big way. Time. I mean, he can handle dodging questions from a guy at the Daily News well, because he's Derek Jeter. You hit 320 and you and you win the World Series. You can give stock bland answers. You know, when you're the you're the most public owner. Of a team that is, you know, destined to stink this year and has gotten rid of all their stars, it's not acceptable for him to just give blase 
crap answers, and that's pretty much what he did yesterday. And this is why I'm respecting Peyton Manning more and more. Because Peyton Manning, after his career, could have done anything. And all he's done is stay quiet. Now, I don't know what he's going to end up doing in the future. But if you're someone who has built yourself up to that level, I mean, Derek Jeter now, this is not going to go well. And this is going to, this stench is going to remain on him for a while. Yankees fans always love him. But I mean, Derek Jeter was a, the example for everybody. How athletes handle themselves when they're single. You know, how you handle yourself yep. on the field. He was everything. He yeah. was the example you for everything. What? And now he's at, coming out of this looking like a clown. I got to be honest with you. Kind of, part of me kind of likes that. Well, because you, you never were a Yankee fan. Well, you, not only that, but, you know, these people aren't perfect. You know, I, I like the fact that he's getting knocked down a couple pegs here. It's about time. Yeah, saying? one of those things. Yeah, but is this really his fault, though? I mean, is this is, is he sort well, of... Well, he big... wanted skin in the game is what he wanted. He retired. He wanted to get back into baseball. He, he, you know, he he fancies himself as probably, you know, like a tycoon. You know, right. one of these guys. Like, um, So, I, I like that he's been humbled a little bit. Let me just say that. Yeah, I wonder if he even has. Like, I wonder if he walked out of that meeting going, man, you know, these fans, they're right. I'm wrong. This no. was a bad idea. There's no way he's been humbled. I mean, he's 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 probably saying he would just keep doing it, you know, just whatever. We gotta make some money. I'll tell you what, he's not hungry. You see him lately, Jeter. No, he looks like well, he's put on a couple. Has he? Good for him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to talk about it's about time. It's about time that some of these guys let loose. You got to think about keeping your body in tip top shape for a long time, and then you just you just let it go. I actually, I'm I, actually a little bit surprised by that. I did not. If you would have said to me, Jeter, post playing career, does he get fat? Yes or no? I would have guessed no. I think he's headed down the. I think he's headed down that path. You know, Pull up I, a picture of him and tell me that I'm wrong. I'm serious. I see. I didn't. I didn't. He's see got him the yes. fat face thing going, and I never looked. Well, did you of, ever look at him as a fat faced guy? No, but his, I think he's just. I think his head's just getting bigger with age. <laughs> I think <laughs> Is that, that, that what that, happens. I think that's what happens. Yeah. I think so in 20 years, I, like let's say a fitted cap, I wear a size seven now. You're telling me when I'm 50, I'm going to wear like a seven and a half. There's no way. If you're Your one head of those, is no. It's, it's not it's ears not, or nose. It's, it's not a, every guy, but it does happen. So I'm, there's a gene in certain people where their heads get bigger over time. Yep. There is no I'm medical telling. research. I'm just looking at what I've seen. Up. I'm just okay. telling you what, what I've seen over the years. So Jeter is now in it this morning. I know that this is going to be a topic across the country. People just slamming the dude. So we'll see how he handles it. But, you know, when the season starts and the Marlins stink, I mean, the talk goes away because they're the Marlins. I mean, it's just, this is, like, if you're a Marlins fan, this is now the time to have your voice heard because once the season starts and they stink, and it's not like they were all that good last year either. I mean, they're just going to be a nothing team that nobody pays attention to, and they'll still end up somehow making money. Well, people paid attention to him last year. Because they paid, they paid attention to one player. Yeah. Did they care that he was on the Marlins? I mean, would the Marlins benefit? I guess they would benefit from that. People would go to the ballpark. Not really, though, if you look at their attendance last year. They were like 28th. And why would you even buy that team is my question. Like, what is there that makes you think that this is the investment you want to make in sports? It's just shocking to me that well, they got a billion dollars for that team. I mean, uh, whether it's a McDonald's franchise that's in, you know, a rich you know, an area or one that's in, you know, an urban area, it's still going to make money. Yeah. I think that's the thing. The, these MLB franchises, because of the the way the, the the contracts were, the way the CBAs negotiated, 
You could look at that Astros team, right? The one that lo- like the 2013 team that lost 110 games. Yeah. They had a $23 million payroll. It was the most profitable team in baseball history. Yeah. That's that, that's what they're on course for. Yeah. That Houston team had a 0.0 local rating. No baseball team has ever been more profitable. Hello, that's exactly what this team is doing. And is it dumb? It doesn't seem like it. Seems like it's smart. And they were able to win a championship a few years later because they made the right baseball decisions. So, I mean, if that's where they're headed, well, then right, they're but geniuses. they had a guy, right? But they had a guy running that organization who came over from St. Louis that was like, you know, cutting edge. People were people were stealing his crap. Remember yeah. the Cardinals were hacking into his computer. <laughs> right. No one's ha- other than stealing pictures of his wife. No one's hacking into Jeter's computer. <laughs> Probably not. He's got final approval on things. If I were another GM, wouldn't you feel like you could fleece Jeter? Probably, yeah, because he's not going to be as invested. He's just, I mean, emotionally. You think he and knows mentally. what war means? Uh, probably not. No. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. You want to talk about Jeter and the Marlins? We haven't even gotten to Marlins, man, who wanted me fired at one point <laughs> in my I've career. Heard that story. You don't know that now, story? Tell, tell me when we come back. All right, I will tell you when we come back. A bogus update. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now. 855 212 4CBS. Pete's not going to be here the 29th, so yesterday was the last day that the two of them would be together. So in the morning, Pete goes, is the last day you're going to see me? And Brian said, bye, Mother Blanker. (laughs) And then Mm. at the end of the show, he walked in for what, a second or two, gave you a millisecond, millisecond, put his hand out and said, what? I said, smile, and then walked out. (laughs) That was it? Smile? That was it. And I said, thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) He said, thank you for the opportunity? Yeah. What opportunity did he give you? He didn't really give me an opportunity. (laughs) So what were you thanking him for? Just being a professional. Okay, so being a professional. All right. So you think we get the same thing from Brian when he leaves us on the 29th? Um, I think it's a little nicer to us. Yeah. Uh, A little bit. Right. But wouldn't it be amazing if that was the day that he actually showed his humanity? (laughs) Just broke down? Yeah. That would be. I already told you that's not happening. No, <laughs> no I know. A boy is. can dream. Yeah. It, it is a possibility with Brian, though, because as much as you think he's predictable, he's really not. Like, there's days that he'll come in and just surprise the hell out of you with what he's thinking or feeling. So that day, maybe there is what something What do you mean there. by that? I mean that Brian will do the same thing. He's very routine-oriented, comes in says the same things, does the same things, grabs the same chair, and then you think on a particular topic he'll have a take on it. But then he'll just completely go off the board and do something you'd never expect. Good example. Everything that we were pranking Brian the day of the inauguration because he hates Donald Trump, right? So we wrote fake liners for him to read. That were basically the combination of Pete. You know where those are? If you can try to find them. We're here to make sports talk radio great again. (laughs) (laughs) Only on CBS Sports Radio. So we we did these fake liners, and we were going to roll on him screaming at Mike. Because anytime Mike puts something in front of Brian, he screams at him, calls him all sorts of names, so that seems unnecessary. We, yeah, it, it certainly is. So we put this in front of him, thinking that the combination of Mike handing him something to read, and it being inauguration day, and it's Trump stuff, that he would go crazy. Yeah. And what does he do? Gladly reads all of them, 
wants to do them again because he felt like he didn't do them good enough, well enough the first time. And it was just amazing. Like, play another one, Pete. Happy Inauguration Day from your friends at CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> like, happily. Where's the turn the page one? Do you have that? Turn the page with us. Gio and Jones <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio. He's never done a better job right. than Do that you think day. he's one of those guys that if something, like, incredibly, like, amazing happened to him the night before, it carries into the show the next day? Does the personal life for Brian affect the on-air, Brian? Uh, yeah, sometimes, if he's still drunk. Like, Brian had... <laughs> <laughs> Brian has a great yoga session on Sunday. Yeah, it, Monday. It, it does. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. It, it, it definitely does. I think that's true for a lot of us, though. I mean, there's some that can just totally put it aside. And there's some like that you. Are, no. No, there's definitely days. There's, there's, <laughs> what about you? Can you put everything aside in your life and be able to do the same show every day? Um, Probably better at it than I am. You know what? I I don't know. I kind of feel like I do a better job. When something crappy happens. Interesting. More focused, angry, a little bit of an no, edge. because it's just like, screw it. I got f- three hours or four hours where I don't have to really think about that. Yeah, right. I got you. So then you're more locked in. Yeah. All right. There's a couple things we want to get to about Andrew's experience this morning. But first, let's get to Bogish and his update. What's happening, Andrew? Guys, the Milwaukee Bucks tried to lose to the Cavaliers last night, leading 103-83, then trailing 107-105, but they didn't lose. Jason Kidd waves his team forward. They won't take a timeout here. 115-113 Milwaukee. Six to shoot. Middleton goes toward the basket, almost lost it, waves on him. Entry pass, nearly picked off by LeBron, but Giannis scoops it up. He lays it and he gets down and has a chance for the three-point play. John Michael, Cavs Radio, our guy, Giannis. I don't even know. You know, this, this is a hard name to do, isn't it? Antetokounmpo is his, is his actual name. With 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists, 119-116 the final. Just the second loss in 20 games for the Cavaliers. I love the favorite. The, the best part of that is him at the end going, that's what his name is. Yeah, that's what that's not the best Mike name flub, though. Oh, yeah, McClutherness. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, had a, we had a moment with that. Yeah, there's, there's Matt McGloin is McClutherness. McClutherness. I still, like, to think that there's a family out there. With the last name McClutherness. Oh, there's not. Like the brothers McClutherness. I'm going to look that up right now. You guys can keep talking. I'm gonna you know, is it McClutherness or is it uh, fl- probably going to figure that out? How which one is quarterback in their team? How are you going to spell McClutherness? Yeah, how would you spell up? that? How would you spell McClutherness? I, I, I think it's McClutherness. That's what I. Let me hear it again one more time. <laughs> You know, is it McClutherness or is yeah, it Mc- uh, fl- probably going to figure that out? Which so McClutherness yeah. to me figure that out. is, and I think the, the the guy who runs the McClutherness Twitter account, it's M-C-C-L-U-T-H-E-R-N-E-S-S. Yeah. The traditional way. That's how it's <laughs> E-R, what did you say? N-E-S-S. N-E-S-S. McClutherness. McClutherness, yeah. Literally nothing comes up. <laughs> Your search McClutherness did not match any documents. How is that possible? Well, because I mean, it's a word that nobody's ever said. It's wanna... nowhere on the World Wide Web. It's <laughs> not one place. There's, that's the first time that combination I mean, look at of... the screen. I mean, it is nothing. I've never <laughs> seen that happen before. <laughs> There's zero. Mike broke Google. <laughs> Think about it, man. Like, that combination of letters has never been said before. McClellan is. Before that moment. And to do Kawampo. 
is what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. The Sixers, by the way, is still struggling. Losers now of seven of eight after a 101-95 Kings win in Philly. And the Wizards down the Pelicans. 116-106. Bradley Beal scored 14 of his 26 in the third quarter. The Warriors say Steph Curry's sprained right ankle is healing well. He will begin modified on-court workouts in the coming days. They expect to make a more concrete prediction on his return to game action in a week. College Hoops, third-ranked Arizona State, rolled Longwood 95-61 to improve to 11-0. Number 8, Texas A&M, held off Northern Kentucky 64-58. Number 11, Wichita State, outscored Arkansas State 89-80. Number 17, Oklahoma, blew out Northwestern State 105-68. Sooners freshman Trey Young, 26 points and 22 assists, which ties the Division I record. Both Gino Ariema at UConn and Sylvia Hatchell at North Carolina won their 1,000th game yesterday. The top-ranked Huskies downing Oklahoma 88-64, making Ariema the fastest to reach the milestone. Florida Atlantic pounded Akron 53 in the Boca Raton Bowl. Yep. Uh, the Owls finished the season on a 10-game winning streak. Their day began with head coach Lane Kiffin signing a new 10-year contract. The New Orleans Saints, the first team in 42 years, to send two running backs to the Pro Bowl, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, on pace to be the first teammates with 1,500 scrimmage yards in the same season. Kamara, one of four rookies chosen for the game in Orlando the Sunday before the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers goes back on IR with the Packers unable to make the playoffs, and it's always good to hear this in the morning. To center point, Carlson, leading for Burakovsky, up to the left circle, a shot! He scores! He scores! Andre Burakovsky wins it for Washington in overtime. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Dallas. Dumbest call in sports. Makes no sense. That should only be used for strike one, strike two, strike three. Uh, You know who was the worst with that? The Red Sox radio guy, Neverett. Oh, (laughs) If he struck, if a guy struck out the side, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. It's like that is the most cliched. I know that's the best you can do. I like the Florida Panthers guy that just says like random movie quotes more than that. (laughs) Yeah, remember that dude? I do. Randy Muller, I think's his name. Something like that. I cannot believe never. He's like, Mom, where's the meatloaf? Goal. (laughs) No, that guy's funny. But uh, how about never getting that job? Have you ever thought when he was in Pittsburgh, he would have gotten a better job? You can. The <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, you think real hair would never? I don't know. I don't remember. I I thought so. I thought he just had like a comb over. He he was. God, I hate to say it. he's a good. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to watch myself here, <laughs> but does, nobody's listening. <laughs> go, go for it. Um, I mean, he's he's your stereotypical baseball play-by-play guy, right? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like what was that show on FX with the Hank Azaria no, character? Brockmire. Yeah, it, he's like, Brockmire without I, the cool I, part. I want that to happen to Neverett. I want him <laughs> yeah. twenty-five years from now to be in some old, like industrialized, like town of like fifty thousand like steel mill behind the right field right, fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's like graffiti up, and he's walking the street drinking like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the cheapest it. vodka you can find, and he's yeah. Didn't he have a lame call for a grand slam? Like it was like grand salami and cheese or something. He had something oh, ridiculous. God. He was just hey, whatever. Doesn't matter. We don't need to crush Neverett this morning. <laughs> but back to John Walton. <laughs> yeah, right. Four <laughs> uh, three. By the way, the Caps winning in Dallas, and now I'm done. All right, bogus. Thanks. So this morning we were just well, bogus was just talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo and how nobody could pronounce it when. Coop, our security guard downstairs, we presented him with the name. Uh, this is what he ended up saying. 
I can't. I can't talk good. I know I can't say that name. Got, got, got. I can't say that name. Gigani, anti, anti, anti. Back to me. I can't call that name. Like any, no. He the best player too. That's the guy I met today. So I transitioned to Andrew Filipponi this morning. And your name isn't Smith either, but you're downstairs. Yeah. Your name's supposed to be in the computer. What happened there, Mike? Did you forget that? Was that your fault? No, we put him in yesterday. All right. right. So th- your name's supposed to be in the c- computer. It's not, and you're talking to Coop downstairs. Yeah, he opens up a binder with a laminated page that just had, like, the regular call-in number. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Like maybe I'll call this. I'm like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk to Amy Lawrence right now? Like, yeah, she's. <laughs> well, not going to do you any good. The fire chief down there, Calhoun, has the hots for Amy Lawrence, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, if really? He's... Yeah, Calhoun. All the way. Yeah, that guy all the way okay. wants to go all the way. Yeah, he. Um, <laughs> so Coop. So it was probably a total mess. Oh yeah, down it there was. with Coop. <laughs> yeah, Mike to the rescue though. Yeah, and but then... my first call was to you. I figured. Yeah, I, I was still on Do Not Disturb from the night before, and and I looked down at the phone and saw it, saw what you called. But so he was angry with you though, Mike. Yeah, Coop. he yelled at me for not letting him know when I came in that we would have a guest, and I said, "Coop, you were sleeping. I don't want to wake you up." <laughs> isn't that like the number one, for a security guard? Isn't there one rule: don't fall asleep? Yeah, and I he, mean, isn't that the one thing you can't do? I mean, you could pretty much do anything else. You want to do crossword puzzles, Sudoku, right. watch a TV anything. show, right? Well, there's other things you can't do, like like you know. No, but if you went to a security guard school, the one thing that they would teach you is, right, be alert. Yeah, be alert. They wouldn't tell you stuff like don't play with yourself under the desk and stuff. They wouldn't <laughs> tell you that would just go without saying. But yes, I mean the stuff they tell you about, like yeah, be alert would probably be be the, awake. Yeah, and he's asking for money now. So we have him make picks on a show every Friday, and he's now asking for money. Just like oh, you had history with that before. Yeah, Remember I know. in Pittsburgh. Yep. No, of course, of course. With the receptionist. Yes. Yes, Nadine. Uh huh. We actually do have Nadine drops here. On, Was that on right? The show. Yeah. I feel right at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't you heard that in a while. Made my morning. <laughs> yep. You called her from here one day. Uh. Or that came with you. Mike, you got a better that memory. That was here. Yeah, that was here. Yeah, we called her. I don't know for what. Season one. I'm sure. <laughs> Season Wait, one of Gion Jones. You were in Pittsburgh. Okay. You were in Pittsburgh, and you were trying to get a hold of her for something. Oh, right. So you called her through our through our board. Okay. I got you. to get a hold of her. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. It was probably there for the wedding. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got you. All right. Um, we have so many things to get to. We're late to every break, which is a good thing. So I do want to <laughs> I do want to make fun of Mike a little bit next. Because uh, Andrew had some non-flattering things to say about him once, so we gotta we gotta sort through this this whole deal next. It's Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. When I got married a couple years ago, both Andrew Filipponi, who was filling in for Brian Jones today, and my producer, Mikey B, Mike Biseglia, were at my wedding. And in the post-wedding aftermath, in the conversations we were having, Andrew brought up how he thought Mike looked old. So I don't remember that. Well, this happened because I must have shared that story with Mike. I, I didn't remember the details. I didn't say it to Mike's face, though. No, you didn't. 
So you, I said that in like complete. I put trust in you. Like, man, I'm, Mike's looking like crap, and you went and told I, no, him. No, 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 no. He didn't say look like. If you would have said he looked like crap, I wouldn't have said that. But I thought that it was interesting that you thought that he was. It was an innocent thing. Like you didn't. You didn't come up to it me. It wasn't and go, disparaging, right? You 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 were innocent. So you came up to me and said something along the lines of, "Your producer is in his forties, right?" I think that's what it was. And no. I was like, I was like, oh, no, no, no. So, <laughs> so this sort of ruins the deal now because I was going to have you guess his. No, I. How so, old he is? So that was when? That was 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Mike's 39. How far off am I? <laughs> off. He's, he's younger Big than time? he's younger than me. Big enough. Yeah, he's younger than me. Mike Biseglia is hey, thirty four years. Have 34. you been getting that your whole life, Mike? That you look old? Is no, that... just the last three years. <laughs> From me. <laughs> no one else. Uh... No, I've grayed. I have a lot of gray on the side. Stress. The, um, genetics, stress, all of it. Okay. Yeah. You know what's funny? They used to say that about the Mike and the Mad Dog producers. Like they all lost their hair. And they all started looking older. So yeah, like, like, take a, that cap off for a second. At least the, the hairline's not bad. No, no the not, hairline's solid. The, yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, it's just it's the gray. A lot of gray on the side. But I think it looks good. Like I'd rather have that. So is that? Did I sort of do a bad job with that by taking that information to Mike after you told me? Because I don't think that that was a bad one. You weren't like, man. I tell you that Mike, he looks sick. He's disgusting. He's pale. And like I ran in with. See, I don't think that that's. I, I often lie up about my age. Why? I was going to say with women, but I can't say that anymore now that I'm married. <laughs> right. That could, because it's like, oh, you're 36. You look great. Oh, you know, okay. it was yeah. like one of those deals. Well, I started I doing that with weight. Like, I'll tell people that, you know, the perspective on it, I say, you know, I've lost 60 pounds. And then people be like, that's unbelievable. Good for you. And meanwhile, I've gained 40. But if I tell them that I've lost 60, then they think that I look great. Yeah. Which is crazy. For the people that don't know me. You know, for the people that know me, they know. They've watched it happen. But... I think that's a good way to go. So you, But you look fine. I mean, you look young. And, what Who, are, you, are you talking about me? Yeah, what are you, 32? 31. You're 31. You're even younger than I thought. Wow. See, you're, the point about, like, you, you may be looking older or fatter, heavier, and trying to put a different spin on it. Yeah. When we were taking the train from New Jersey to New York yesterday, I, I don't know about your wife, is Mine lives on, like, Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Like, it's all she does. That, she gets her like she gets her news off Instagram. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it's like, really a problem. So we're on the train, and she's like, what do you think of this girl? Wait, hold on. And then Woman. What? I shouldn't say girl. This was somebody our age, a peer. Okay. And, and, I, and I, first of all, that kind of puts you in a spot where, if I say something flattering, is she going to say, or complimentary looks-wise, yeah. is she going to take that person like, oh, you, why, why don't you marry her instead of me? You this is so funny that you're bringing this up because I will finish the story. I'll okay, so I'm like, not bad. I mean, kind of wearing some very revealing outfits. She's putting it out there. Right. I'm not sure she's the type of girl that should be putting it out there like that, okay. but confident in herself kind of thing. She goes, oh, yeah, she used to wear, weigh 400 pounds. Oh, wow. Is it, was that the truth, or is that the, yeah? She her, had gastro bypass. Was that her just her lying like I lie? Wow, interesting. And so she stu- and then she did the thing. I'm going to go look and in, go into our archives 
and see if I can find photos on her Facebook page of when she was that big. She has deleted all those pictures, uh, which I don't think I would do. I would leave those if I'm well, in that spot. It's an easy thing for you to say. I mean, when you're 400 pounds, it wants to look back. It's the worst time of your life. Probably depressed and feeling horrible. No, you but you'd have, if, if I would. Uh, Is she single? If, not in the pictures. Oh. I mean, different guys, but shit. Okay, but if she's single, right, and she's on any of the Bumble, Tinder, whatever, and someone's scrolling through her stuff and they think she's attractive if now. If the girl looked good now, I would not care that at one oh, point she weighed 400 crap. pounds. Oh, that is the I don't, I wouldn't That's ca- such a lie. No, it's not. That'd be a great conversation piece. <laughs> what an icebreaker. But what was it like to weigh 400 pounds? Like, Go you, from there. No, no, no. There's major trauma in that life. There's, if someone's 400 pounds at any point in their life, there's major it's a, trauma. It's a success story. Yeah. It's, an ama- it's an amazing turnaround. It's like the Astros. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you're Beginning thinking. to be 700 pounds. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Nozarden. Yeah, I would. Uh, Why I w- delete that part of your life? Because you want to have, you want to attract somebody, and most guys, I think, don't look at it like the Astros. They look like she's <laughs> capable of being four hundred pounds. There's she's going to go back to that. That's what you'd be thinking about. No. It's a possibility, no as opposed to the other pool of women who have not been four hundred pounds at one point. In their I've life. never seen that before. You four hundred s- to one fifty back to four hundred. That's hard oh, to no, do. Oh no, they do, people do that all the time. You see them on name the, one. The Biggest Loser people do it. You look up any Biggest Loser person on NBC. They all do it most of them do it and then you got to think about skin stretch marks there's a lot of stuff going on when you're 400 pounds it's a whole different kettle of fish man <laughs> it's not we're not talking about losing 30 pounds like that's that's weird stuff you know you're different your body you think she says it on her first day i used to weigh 400 pounds hell how long no. you think she waits no hell no i mean may, is there any point even bring it up i'd like to know okay if you wait, it's like, have you been divorced? Do you have kids? Have you right. weighed 400 pounds? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't tell people. Unless, but at some point, you're, it's going to get physical and you're going to see it. <laughs> you know, like, dude, you can't lose. I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. I think they've come a long way with I've skincare. I've seen, no way. I've seen how many of these 600-pound life shows. It's my favorite show. <laughs> and they, when they're done losing that weight, it is a mess. All right, coming up next, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.